Welcome back to our podcast, From the Third Floor. I'm Ayla O'Neill. And I'm Orla O'Brien. At the time of recording this podcast, it has been 370 days since Russian forces invaded Ukraine. Lives were changed forever, with families torn apart and millions of people displaced. Tinmer has seen a significant amount of Ukrainians arrive since February 2022. And Public School in Bershkena has welcomed a number of these into our school. Today we are delighted to welcome Tatiana and Lisa. Tatiana is a teacher here at Public School and works with newly arrived Ukrainian students in helping them settle into school life. So firstly, Tatiana, could we start off with you? When yeah. did you first arrive to Kinmer? First, first we came to Kinmer at the beginning of April 2022. It was the 1st of April, so we can count easily. We came straight from <clears throat> Dublin, so straight from Ukraine. Ukraine, Dublin, Dublin, Kinmer. Oh okay. oh, okay, cool. And when you first came, was like, I know that in Killarney there is like a centre that you all have to do you all have to go through or is it like do you have to register where you're going or is it kind of uh, it was everything in Dublin so we have registered in Dublin then <clears throat> we went actually for one week to Killarney okay, cool. only one week we spent there and after that we moved here to Canberra and now we are living uh, actually me and my family we are living in the Ross Lantern opposite the uh, the primary school we have an excellent landlord <laughs> he's very nice um, he's very sensitive he always uh, uh, worried about us every day every time every minute every second <laughs> he's taking care of us very very nice Oh, that's fab. Um, could you explain what it was like the first few weeks, or like before you left Ukraine? How did you know that it was time to leave? Okay, so the first, the most uh, uh, difficult, or maybe the beginning, the beginning of our new life started at the, at the same time. It was the beginning at the endings, uh, the twenty. 24th, very early morning, my brother, uh, I heard some um, bombing, I heard some noise. I didn't realize what is it, uh, but I woke up and uh, then my brother called me and said uh, it started. I didn't realize what, he said the war started, so we need to do something. Mm -hmm. Because my husband wasn't at home with our family at that time, he left Ukraine um, at the beginning of autumn because he is a sailor, he, is working abroad. he was working abroad, that's why only my brother <laughs> was with us and he said we need to do something and uh, you know it was uh, panic, um, it was uh, not understanding, it was uh, like uh, walking from one room to another room, hesitating and looking at your children and uh, thinking what we go we're gonna do next, what will be next, we didn't know what we should do and we didn't know that we will come here yeah so but now with everything is okay we are here and thank god our relatives and parents everybody is okay also mm, this is the beginning of our story here oh, <laughs> and the ending, ending for that time ending the story in ukraine that's terribly difficult especially when you don't have your your husband or your partner at home to help you to make that decision especially when you have such just young children and everything. I can yeah, only imagine. It was, it was like uh, I realized that all my um, life, these are my children. Mm -hmm. 
I know, not me. I was thinking in the beginning my thoughts were to stay in Ukraine, maybe to go to the army, maybe to help. But I realized that now I am responsible, responsible for them. Yes. Because nobody except me are close to them. That's why I decided to take them, just grab. We grabbed two small school bags. It was like school bags with the very important things from the beginning and just put in my old car and I said... Okay, if it's gonna broke, we just leave this car and we walk, and that's it. That's why it, it. So now you can imagine what kind of thoughts and feelings we had at that time. Uh, that's why we did it like that: small, uh, three small bags, and that's it. We left. We moved to Moldova for the first time because this is the first country watering with Ukraine. Uh, it was about, uh, let me tell, about 20 hours. We were just standing, it was a big queue in front of the um, border uh, with Moldova. A lot of cars, a lot of yeah. people, a lot of cars, a lot of people just walking with the kids, with the uh, grandchildren, with the grandparents. So if you have a car, you can move with the line with the cars. If you don't have, you just walk, just uh, go on foot. And... Um, it was a long time to spend it there on board, on this boarding, because there are a lot of people. They didn't have a good possibility to do it faster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, from people uh, were standing there about from 15 hours to 24 or for two days. It was. And was there anything that you were unable to bring with you from Ukraine? Yeah, it's only, I was thinking after that, it's only my parents. Only your parents? Yes. So obviously it was very difficult for you to kind of... Yes, I, I didn't think about my house. Actually, I have just finished the building of my house. I just moved there. Oh, <laughs> it was a new, cool. brand new. But the most important, it's okay. Uh, houses, flats or lands, it's, it's okay. But the most important, these are the house and your family. Okay. But I couldn't move to with my family, with my parents, uh, uh, because my father, he's really sick, he can't walk. That's why my mother should stay with him <clears throat> and take care, uh, takes care of him. And my brother, he, he stayed at, uh, in Ukraine also because, man, they couldn't leave uh, Ukraine now uh, at the time of the war. So everybody from 18 years old till 60 years old, Man supposed to be in Ukraine, mm -hmm. in any time be ready to go and to be with with the Ukrainian army. And when did you know that? Once you, I know when you were obviously leaving, you must have been thinking, is this the right thing to do? Is should I be going? Should I be staying? How did you know when you'd made the right decision to go? I or didn't know. You didn't yet. No, I didn't know. I was spending for. For two weeks in Moldova, and every day, every morning. I was crying, talking to my mother, I was looking at my children, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know till the end what to do and my husband, he phoned me and said, okay, we need to, you need to go or, because now it's not really nice place to stay there for our children, so you need to go to, and he proposed island, I said, okay. And we just, we just go, we just uh, was a ticket for, from one way, <laughs> one way ticket and that's it. We didn't know where we go, uh, what pl which place, where will we live, uh, how it will be, for how long, we didn't know. Um, what were your first initial like impressions of town, the town Khmer as a whole? 
Oh, it was very great. The Khmer we liked very much. Um, I was living in Ukraine, the same touristic small town. <laughs> yes, on the seashore. Uh, so that's why for me it's very common. And I like this place very much. And uh, the most important, the people. Yeah. People I have uh, here very friendly. They know each other. They say good morning. They say hello. And you look at these faces. Everybody's smiling. So it's very nice. It's very pleasant for us and we, we are very grateful to you that you are so nice to, to us and that you gave us your hand of help and your support. I'm glad to hear that now. Um, in what ways in this school like has it been difficult or like different from what it used to be like in Ukraine so, for you? I would like to say that Ukrainian schools are completely different to Irish schools uh, Ukrainian schools are m more strict, like in, sometimes I heard that Irish says like, our school has a lot of rules, but if you would study in Ukrainian schools, you would understand what is strict <laughs> rules, because you can't uh, be with like uh, straight hair, you should have like ponytail, and uh, you should wear a straight uniform, so and educational system is more difficult than this, but in the other way, like teachers, sometimes they are strict, can be strict. And so here teachers are friendlier than there. Okay. Okay. That's I thought our school was strict, but <laughs> and I, I was when I was talking to some of the girls that are in my year, they were saying that they'd have a, a load more subjects, like you study a lot more than just. Yes, we have a lot of subjects, but you can choose your own subjects. And in Ukraine, we have only like a subject and we can choose what we want to study. It's just how they, we, it's just how we need to study. So for example, we have foreign literature and we can't choose our another like subject. All subjects are mandatory, so you can't choose or you can't say, oh, I would like to accept it, uh, I, I yes. would like to attend it or not. So you need, you have to, you must attend and all subjects. Do you have like a big exam then in your final year of school, like the leaving cert here? Yes, we have a lot of, <laughs> exams. A lot of exams. Yes, okay. so when you leave your school, you need to uh, make an exam like... Zeno, it's called like this. Mm -hmm. Tatiana, how like it's a, like a general, uh, like a general. They have to go. Uh, they have to know all general knowledge which you got. Uh, got. Uh, they have how many? How many exams do you? Uh, four maybe or three. The most important are Ukrainian literature, Ukrainian language, maths, and English. And history. Yes, and history. Okay, cool. And do you, do you plan on, if you do return to Ukraine, would you like to sit that exam or do you plan on staying here with us? Oh, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hard to know. And a year ago, I didn't expect that I will study in Ireland, so I can't think what I will do in another year or in the other month. So Well, I'm you're doing so well. I, I Honestly, I'm amazed by you all. You're amazing. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do it at all. It's just... I don't know how it's so over. I can only imagine how overwhelming and all the emotions 
you're just amazing. Super, superheroes in my eyes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just can't imagine what kind of force and, uh, force and power they have. Nobody knows. Uh, what do they have inside? And at these moments, uh, they like you know express. We don't. I I have never. My husband always told me about maybe ten years ago to move somewhere. I said no. I live in Ukraine. <laughs> never. <laughs> me. I will stay in Ukraine forever. And now, uh, when I'm a mother already of two children, I said okay. I'm not important. The children are the most important because they are my future my life that's why so we completely change it i completely changed my thoughts about this and my decision i said okay just one time that's it you truly do have strength and resilience though to come over here and a lot of you do put on like brave faces in school which is like obviously we all know that it's very like difficult for you but like it's very inspiring for a lot of people coming from difficult places like that and do you know what like fair play to you I must say like it definitely has been very difficult for you and a lot of you don't like you know make it obvious or like expect pity Mm -hmm. which is you know I do respect you a lot for that and fair play to you thanks (laughs) (laughs) do you think that like the the way that there's a lot of you coming at different but like you know how there's a lot of there's a lot of kids do you find that you have like community in in that do you meet outside of school do you chat like about Ukrainians. yeah chat about what you so because i live in shinfalls yeah. it's on the other mm-hmm. side of kinmayer so i don't talk to them really a lot of time okay. but in school we are friends yeah. <laughs> and we talk a lot but we don't spend much time uh, after school. Did you do any sports in Ukraine or did you have any hobbies that you... Uh, I was dancing. Dancing? Oh, so and good. I was singing. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so do you think that you could find maybe a group here that would be, you'd be able to do those kind of things with, the things I, that you love? I didn't think about it. You didn't think about it? <laughs> but we can, we can help you if you want to find oh, a group and stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? I should think about it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be so cool. Oh, I can tell what is my daughter doing. She's in rowing here in Kenway. She find rowing team. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. so cool. So oh maybe God. you know my daughter. <laughs> oh, that'd be class. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely... I think that um, maybe with... we ha- I, As clubs, I think we could definitely open up our doors yeah, more to, to Ukrainian yeah. children. I don't know if we've made enough of an effort everyone together like yeah, collectively. collectively they would like to do about something it. after school but they don't know where and how to find it but they would like maybe some you know um a lot of them like uh, like volleyball uh basketball we know we have it basketball uh soccer they like yeah. playing boys yes they like playing soccer boxing i don't know is it boxing here uh, what else uh, but these are the most important dancing also dancing a lot of girls they would like to dance also so if you can help it will be yes. right. of course so yeah I'd love to an yeah. to do that I would love to help with that I'm sure that the clubs would be delighted to have you as well around here everyone's looking for numbers and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks if you were to explain to the future of like the future generations of moving how you moved to Khmer and how you came here would you obviously it was a traumatic experience 
but I can only imagine it's something like you, it's amazing it's like stories of I know obviously people who weren't to move to abroad to immigrate for other reasons like obviously the famine was here in Ireland but like it's it's an amazing story to have for your generations that you survived you you did it and you've yeah you and it it inspires as Orla said it's so inspiring that you can like you really can do anything when you put your your mind to it and we all think we're all so materialistic it's terrible we're like oh I could never I could never leave my my like people be like I could never leave my phone for a week or I could never leave my house or but you've done like two backpacks or three backpacks yeah, because uh, we didn't know how it will be in the plane. We were afraid that it will be um, more expensive when you are having a big suitcase. <clears throat> when you have a su- big suitcase, that's why we decided to have each piece for each member, for yeah. me, for my daughter, and for another small one. Even for a small one, we have a, <laughs> a big bag. Yeah, a big bag. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to keep it. That's all the time we have for today. We'd like to thank our guests, Tatiana and Lisa. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a rating. Helps, it helps other people to discover the podcast. Get outside, look up, take a breath. Catch you next time from the third floor.